Welcome to the Bare Essentials Podcast, where the talk is real and hibernating on your goals is not an option. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Charles Wallace. Uh, unfortunately, we live in a world that is flooded with promises of instant gratification, shortcuts, quick fixes, and easy buttons. This next guest helps people to stop constantly starting over so they can improve their quality of life and experience long-term fitness success. Uh, this man has been a leader in the fitness industry since 2003 and is the owner of Priority Fitness in Overland Park, Kansas. He is also the best-selling, award-winning author of the book series, Make Fitness a Priority, and is regularly called upon as a fitness and wellness guest expert for local and national media. He has hosted his own talk radio show and has been featured on over 40 podcasts. So without further ado, let's get to motivating some people today. Please welcome Chad Austin to the show. Hey, Chad, how you doing? Great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thank you so much, Chad. Could you uh, give the audience a bit of a high-level intro of yourself? Sure. So I'm a personal trainer in just outside of Kansas City. Uh, as you said, I've been a personal trainer up here for about 15 years. I'm the owner of Priority Fitness. It's a private personal training studio. And Priority Fitness was named after my best-selling book series, Make Fitness a Priority, um, so what started as one book, uh, kind of as I was evolving as a trainer, turned into a book series and a whole fitness community here. But uh, everything about Priority Fitness is about helping people get long-term success with their fitness so they can, like you said in the intro, kind of stop starting over and just uh, instead of being uh, tempted by instant gratification, more figure out how fitness fits in their life. Thanks for that, Chad. And that was one of the biggest things that caught my eye about you and what you're doing, because myself, unfortunately, I've I've experienced, I think, that yo-yo effect throughout my life as far as starting, stopping, losing weight, gaining weight. So first thing I want to ask you, and you go in a little more detail, what, what does your message that you're trying to get out there mean, make fitness a priority? Uh, well, basically what it means is I, I think, uh, you know, whenever you're in a profession of wanting to help people, uh, which I am as in the fitness world, uh, you want to teach people how to fish basically. Right. And so like the, the saying is, if you give someone a fish, you feed them for a day. If you teach someone to fish, you feed them forever. And in the, in the fitness world, I think of trainers, we feel like we're doing that by teaching people how to exercise and, and eat better. Uh, but we're missing one glaring problem that that we have is that we we don't teach people how to deal with life's obstacles so when life's obstacles happens and we have to we have to adapt to change in our lives whether it be a good change or a bad change we're very good at adapting to that change when it comes to our family our career our faith any of those passions but when it comes to fitness fitness we're terrible at adapting to it when it comes to our fitness and fitness always becomes the thing we're going to get to later because our life's busier now. And so all of a sudden we don't have time. And so helping people kind of change their mindset from putting fitness off to understanding how it fits now that my life is different. And so they can stay long-term so that we stop starting over all the time because we get, we just fall out of our routine for so long that we just enough's enough, you know, and, and then instant gratification just becomes that much more appealing to us. So kind of teaching people to deal with life's changes so that they never have to start over again. They just are able to adjust just like they do with the other priorities in their life. 
So, Chad, I, for this, the next thing I want to ask you, and I'm going to give you a chance to maybe talk to a bunch of people out here because I'm I'm pretty sure your answer is going to have at least a few people going, yeah, that's me. So in your experience, what are some of the struggles that you hear about and see with people as to why for something so important, their fitness, their health, why can't they make it a priority? Uh, well, like you said, for those of you who are listening, if you really have some takeaways, if you really get engaged with this conversation we're having, I always, I love doing these, but it's always just, you know, it's a short amount of time. So uh, you're going to get a chance to get my book for free at the end of this, but our freebie, I'll make sure I mention it a few times and, uh, and we'll put it in the notes, but it's at beatyourexcuses.com. You can get my first book for free. Um, uh, so I'll make sure I, I mentioned that a few times. That's a good guide to kind of get started. Um, but, um, really the, the, I'm sorry, what was it? You just, I lost what you said that, that what is it that, uh, why yeah, people keep is, getting started? Yeah. Well, the, some of the excuses as to why they struggle. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the, the main reason is, is that, uh, like I said earlier, you know, kind of my mission was to help people start getting long-term success because as I evolved as a trainer, I like that, that's really my purpose. That's what, what I'm supposed to be doing as a fitness professional, help people get long-term success. And I think the big challenge we have is as our life changes and we take on more responsibilities, we get busier. We, we, we always think back to when was the best, the most fit time of our life or the last time we lost a lot of weight or the last time we had great results. And whatever we did for our workout routine at that time, it's like that is what we have as the bar, right? And so it's like anything doing less than that is like not doing enough or like we're doing something wrong. And then that is so hard for us to get past. We have to teach or teach people to throw that way of thinking out the window and know that this is very important to, to know this, but if you do, just because you do less does not make it less of a priority to you. All it means is it is fitness fits differently in your life right now. And so that's very important. What you do for fitness has to fit in your life or else it won't be there very long. You can't fit a square peg in a round hole. So that is the, that is the main thing. I think that we, everyone gets tripped up by they, and, and that, so like fitness, fitness is supposed to be the thing that makes that's supposed to be the vehicle that makes everything else better. It's like when I'd really take care of myself, I'm a better husband, I'm a better son, I'm a better coworker, I'm a better creative thinker, I'm a better motivator, I'm better at my job. I'm best better at everything. But only when I figure out how fitness fits, and that's what fitness is supposed to do. But if I try to force something in my life and my fitness plan it doesn't fit, then it can hurt all the other priorities in my life. And so not trying to uh, force something that doesn't fit in your life, figuring out how fitness fits in your new life um, that, that is the thing, but we, we can't, we, we keep getting hung up on, uh, um, that we're not doing enough when we don't have as much time to do what we used to. That's a really interesting point. And I've done a few interviews about similar topics, Chad, and you know what? I think you're the first person that's put it that way. Honestly. Um, I think the message I take away from that is, is it's an interesting point. I think people sometimes get they feel like, well, if I can't, for example, if I can't do a 30 to 45 minute workout, then the hell with it. I'll do nothing instead. And it sounds like what you're saying is whatever that may be, whatever fits, that might be 10 minutes. It might be 15 minutes. Start with that. Let's let's get a routine going that you can keep to. It's sustainable. 
and then take it from there. I think that's really important for people to hear. I know myself, I was like that too. If I couldn't go out and do 45 minutes, oh, well, I'm not doing anything today. Backwards thinking, but it's, it's a shame. Um, and I guess that's getting to my next point. I think myself, my wife, people I know, we've had that where we've lost weight and then we put it back on several times. I'm 50 years old now. I can't, I, I honestly probably 10 times at least where I've had that lose it, gain it back. And the scary part is each time I've gained it back, I feel like it's come back with a vengeance and it's been worse. Why, mm. why do you think it's so temporary, the success? Why, why is that? And is there a way for people to really handle that better? Yeah. And, and I empathize with you for that. And I, I know that myself, I've had the exact same thing. I have, uh, you know, when we, when we have a deep desire to get results for one thing, you know, even the smartest person's judgment can be clouded. I mean, I have done every fad diet. I've, I've, I've fall for so many weight loss games in the past when I've just gotten out of my routine long enough that my desire for results have just climbed so much that uh, it makes us easy prey for a weight loss scams and just things that aren't going to be anything more than short-term uh, fits for us. And uh, so that's when, but, but that is the reason why, I mean, when we get into this, um, this roller coaster pattern of getting results and falling off track, um, the main reason is, is that what we did, we knew when we started there, it was only going to be temporary. Uh, and so it, cause it didn't fit in our life long-term. We couldn't, we couldn't like the, whatever we did, we, we had a goal in mind of what we wanted to get to. And we never took the time to think of what's next. I mean, what am I going to do after I reach this? And if you don't do that, then what's next is normally nothing. And so like, there's a, when people are trying to figure out what the best fitness program, what should I do right now for my fitness program? They ask me that, uh, there's a couple of things they should always look out for first, uh, says, does it begin with the end in mind? And so what I mean by that is, is, is there's a lot of programs out there, especially at the beginning of the year, where there'll be like a 30 day program or a 12 week program or you would, and where basically, you know, on day one, when the last day is, and uh, there's nothing really wrong with that. As long as at a certain point, you ask yourself what's next, you know, what's going to be next, if whether you're working out at the same level or you're taking or, or you're dialing it down a little bit, you need to know what you're doing next or what you're doing next is probably going to be nothing because your goal was uh, your, your end goal was already set. And the other, the other question you have to ask yourself is, is this, is this the same for everybody? And so there's so many problem programs out there that are just one that, you know, are just made for everybody does the exact same thing. And fitness is not one size fits all. And so like what worked for someone else is not necessarily going to work for you. And what worked for you in the past may not work for you now. And so, but, if, but if every person that does the program, uh, is going to be doing the exact same thing, no matter what your fitness level is, what your age is, what your, what your lifestyle is, what your, what the time your busy schedule is, then you're doomed to fail because it probably won't fit in your life. And so you'll be counting the days until that end of the program comes and that you're eventually just going to fall off track because you won't be doing anything anymore. That's another thing too. Chad, do you ever think sometimes, and I, I think I've been guilty of this, right? I'm a very, I'm a very goal oriented person. Sometimes I started to think about it and I think, you know what, is it the thrill of achieving the goal that actually pushes me? And it's almost like this own self-destructive way. <laughs> I go backwards so that I can try to achieve the goal again. Do you think that has anything to do with it? 
Well, I've never heard anyone uh, say it quite like that uh, before, but I mean, uh, I, I suppose there could be, I mean, we're, we're definitely really good at uh, sabotaging ourselves when it, when it comes to, to things we want. So, I mean, I, I could see for some people that could be a, a problem, but, um, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, I mean just know that, you know, if you, whenever, if you, if you are someone who maybe sabotage yourself like that, just know that if you are the problem, you are also the solution and, uh, you know, your habits can be relearned and your thoughts can be relearned also. And so you can always change it to be better. So the first step would be, uh, acknowledging that that's an issue, you, a problem that you have that you're, you're getting in your own way. Uh, so that's part of what we do as, as trainers and anyone that's in a job of helping people, we help people get out of their own way sometimes. And so that would be something I would, I would, uh, if that's something that you do, then, uh, I would, I mean, just the questions I have people ask when they're figuring out what their program's going to be, what they're going to do, or how fitness fits in your life right now, those, your answers to those questions, there's no wrong answer unless you're being, unless you're not being honest with yourself, those questions may change the way you answer those questions. It may change a few times throughout the course of the year. Uh, so just knowing that, always having, always knowing what's next. What am I doing for my fitness program right now? And then when this is over, what's next? Yeah. And Chad, I know, um, we've kind of experienced this lately. My wife and I have both been on a journey. Mine's I'm about three years in now from when I, I will say I hit my rock bottom. Uh, she's probably about six to eight months. And we've actually seen a lot when people approach us about, Hey, what are you doing? it's frustrating a bit and it kind of scares me a bit when as soon as they hear it's not a fad diet or this magic solution, they lose interest right away. So do you have any advice or tricks maybe for not only a person who is looking for that magic solution or even somebody like myself and my wife, right? Is there anything that maybe we could even say to people to, to help more people as to make them not think that way? Yeah, they, they, they're craving the fast results. I mean, the immediate results. And, and uh, I think that's what it is that what, if, when they lose interest is because it's like, if you're, if you're taking away that promise that you're going to get results really, really fast, it's like, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to forget about that and go look for that somewhere else. And so it almost seems like that's an easier path or a shortcut. And so one thing I would, uh, I think when you have a platform like we do, we have to keep reminding people that instant gratification is just an illusion and that it's not real. And so in my world in fitness, what I call instant, I refer to instant gratification as turkey bacon. Uh, cause to, to, to me, that's something I hate as, as, a, as a meat lover. But, uh, I, I think, uh, that's, and whenever I see a weight loss ad or a celebrity endorsed miraculous weight loss product or a fad diet or something, it's something I know it's only going to be temporary. I think of it as turkey bacon now, because I just think it's, you know, it's an illusion. It's fake. And at the end, you're, I mean, it looks like the real thing, but you're going to find out right away. It's not the real thing. And you're going to be disappointed and whatever, whatever enjoyment or results you get are just going to be short lived. And at the end, you're just going to feel like you didn't get what you paid for. It's just fake. And just, you need to think of that every time you find, find a, a bad diet or something promising you an easier path or a shortcut, you have to know it's just going to be temporary success because it's not real success. I like that. A great instant gratification is like turkey bacon. That that's a great, that's a great point. And I also think sometimes people fall for when it comes to instant gratification, as far as fitness and weight loss goes, I don't think people realize that 
pretty much any type of program you start, diet you start, whatever it is, right? In the beginning, where you're at your worst, you're going to lose no matter what, just by changing things, right? So they almost fall for that. They think, oh my God, it's a miracle, this fad diet, this fad workout program. And it's like, honestly, you probably would have got similar results if you would have done just a couple basic things without spending and wasting your money on the program. Mm. Uh, so I think that will help people because I'm seeing a lot of it in what I've been doing lately. And my wife has too. Um, the other thing I always hear about is, is time. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And I feel like they're, they're hollow excuses. Sometimes uh, what I wanted to ask you is, to maybe help somebody who legitimately, maybe, maybe they are, you know, they have time constraints, maybe now with this economy, unfortunately, maybe there is some money issues, right? Could you maybe give some advice as something like, hey, no time, you know, a little bit of time, not really much money, not much space, whatever. Could you give just a little advice on how to maybe start something like that, just to get somebody going, maybe give them that initial push? Yeah. Um, well, I would say the first thing I would, I would say for people is that I've definitely what I've learned as a trainer is that most of the time when someone says, I don't have time, what they, when they're referring to fitness or their workouts, what they really mean is I don't have time to work out like I used to. And so it's the same thing I was talking about before we have this bar and it's like doing less than what we did before. We think there's something wrong with it. So if I can't do that much, I might as well not even do anything. And uh, that's a bad way to think. You need to change that way of thinking in your head and just know that, you know, just because you do less does not make, make it less of a priority. It just means that fitness fits differently in your life right now. It's a very important thing that you have to rewire in your brain to know that. And just and know that, you know, it. Um, there's lots of workouts these days. We've definitely in the last couple of years since the pandemic and COVID and everything happened, we, we, every, every profession is virtual these days. And so, and there's, there's online resources for everything. I mean, you don't, you don't need any equipment at all. If you don't have any equipment at home, you can do a workout with just body weight exercises and there's it's, they're easily accessible um, online and to, to find these things. Um, and so there's, there's really no, there's really nothing stopping you other than your own barriers you're making in your head. And so if you, if you don't mind, I have a, a great exercise that we could put people through right now that will help you. If you're really stuck yeah. with that, I, if you're really stuck with that, I don't have time excuse. Uh, there's something I do is called the fitless test to kind of help people gain some perspective on this problem that they're, that they're having. Um, and so what I do every time you've heard, so every time since we started this interview, every time, if you're listening, if you've heard me say the words, make fitness a priority, when you've heard me say that there's probably been a few people in your life that's come to mind. And so I call those people, your make fitness a priority heroes. So I want you to think of in your head, just think of a couple people, three people in your head. When, when I, when you've heard me say, make fitness a priority, who's come to mind, who's come to mind is people that always get their workout in no matter what they're always stick to their meal plan, no matter what they're always stay active, no matter what they always do these things. They don't let anything stop. Them, okay. Think of those people. Now the first and the next step, uh, those people you mentioned, I want you to think of all the obstacles that they have to overcome to make fitness a priority in their lives. So, so there's so many obstacles that we have, and that's really all an excuse is, is just a, an obstacle we haven't overcome yet. Right. And so think of every obstacle they have. Do they have a busy job? Are they a single parent? Do they have to travel for work? 
Uh, do they have multiple kids? Do their kids have activities going on every other night of the week? Do they have to travel for work? Do they have um, an, an injury or an illness? Uh, do they have uh, a sickness? Do they, are they taking care of a, a parent or anything like that? And so there's so many obstacles I didn't even think, I didn't even say, right? But there, what obstacles do they have to overcome? And they do and make it look easy and still make fitness a priority. Okay, and now the third part is think of yourself. And I want you to think of your obstacles. What obstacles do you have that you have to overcome? I mean, are, and uh, so they could be some of the ones I said earlier. Maybe you have a busy schedule. Maybe you have kids at home. Maybe you have, maybe you're a single parent. Maybe you have a stressful job or a job that requires a lot of travel or I don't have a gym nearby, whatever obstacle it is. Um, so think of what op obstacles you have to overcome that's making it hard for you to get started. And now the last part of this, the most important part, I want you to think of your make fitness a priority heroes, the people that popped up in your head, you make fitness a priority and make it look easy all the time. What obstacles do they have to overcome? And now compare them to the obstacles that you're letting you not get started. You're, get, you're letting stop you from getting started. And then you look at those two obstacles. Normally this, so this is an exercise that, that basically it makes home the point that everybody has obstacles. Every, everybody making fitness a priority is not easy for anyone. Regardless of what anyone's Instagram highlight reel makes you believe, everyone struggles with this. I struggle with this. All trainers do from time to time. There's going to be things that pop up and it's hard for you that are going to get in your way and you have to find a way. But everyone, um, every, everyone can do it, no matter who you are. So probably those three people you mentioned, probably if you look at both obstacles, you realize some of them actually have more obstacles than I do and they make it look easy. And those three people are probably the happiest people that you know because they make fitness a priority and it is, is the vehicle that makes everything else in their life better. So that, that is just a test that I'm going to help give perspective, but it's something I do with a lot of clients when they first get started, if their problem is consistency. And so it just, cause sometimes you just have to find a way you like, you like you do with your job, your, your family, your career, your faith, things like that. And so you just have to make it a priority in fitness as well. I like that, Chad, that as you were saying, in my mind was, I was doing the exercise and it, it was, it definitely works. So if you're listening, please try that because it actually, I easily thought of my three and I know two of the three definitely have more going on than I do. So yeah, very, very interesting. Chad, you mentioned consistency. I feel like that's something else we see a lot is that people will start. Then there's a, something happens, gets them off track. I feel like not enough people will push through that and start up again. They feel like they fell off the wagon, so to speak. They got off track. So now it's time to just stop altogether. Any advice on how to help somebody work through that? Who's been, who started, has stopped. What, what do they do to get back going again? I just know that there's not, there's no judgment and there's nothing wrong with falling on track because everybody does. And there's, there, there's no, your, your expectation, expectation should not be to be perfect. Failing happens. Everyone fails from time to time. Everyone misses a workout from time to time. Everyone accidentally, you know, didn't plan ahead. So they have to go to the drive-thru or eat something convenient. So they're, they're not going to be as uh, do what they planned before for their, for their meals. Everyone fails. Failing does not end your fitness journey. So that's one thing that personal trainers, we hate new year's resolutions 
And, uh, but it, but it's ironic because we are, we love helping people reach goals. We love helping people set goals. That's what we do for a living. We're one, that's, we're one of the jobs where that's what we do for a living. We constantly help people set goals, but the new year's resolution just have a, has such a negative reputation reputation because the society is, is made it to where you're doomed to fail. And they make it sound like once you fail, it's over. You might as well just wait till next year. Like all the stats that say six weeks into the year, 90% of people have failed already on their New Year's. Personal trainers hate that stat. And, and, the, and the thing is, I mean, who determined my failure? I want to know who came up with these stats and determined I failed. Because if, if you're in the 10% that haven't, your, your time's coming, you're going to too. Everyone's going to fail. It's inevitable. And But failing does not define us. And it, it really should not stop our break our spirit or stop our fitness journey one bit. I mean, what defines us is how we respond and how we get back on track. And so there's something my dad always told me and my sister when we were growing up, every time we made a mistake or anything, he always said, it's what you do next that counts. And uh, that's one that's one dadism that stuck with me from my dad growing up. But it, it really um, is a perfect one for fitness because there's going to be days, there's going to be weeks where we had the best intentions, but we didn't get all our workout in, or we didn't stick to our calories that we wanted to be or our meal plan. But you know, how, what obstacles stood in your way? How did you, how did they stop you? How can you do better next time? Is that mindset that, that every week trying to do better, just like you do in your job, just like you do in your family, that makes you better at, at making fitness a part of your life as well. So failing is part of it. Don't let it stop. Yeah, and I like that you brought up the New Year's resolutions. I actually did an episode about that, and I, I made a statement, and a lot of people have actually said to me that helped them. I said, you know, a resolution is something you say. A goal is something you plan for. And I definitely see it because I had so many resolutions, and I felt like as I stopped changing my mind, when I changed my mindset and made them goals, started yeah. the plan, it gave it more – importance to me so just something about goal having more importance to yourself sometimes that helps so for anybody who didn't hear that and you're listening along with obviously what chad said that's something else to think about mm -hmm. and chad i think one of the things too i wanted to ask you as a trainer i was curious about and i've went through this myself i feel like sometimes the frustration and the failure you said well what defines failure Sometimes I think people define failure themselves because they're so fascinated with the scale. Mm -hmm. And I read something, I think it might only been last week. And it really struck me that, you know, if you're losing weight the right way, it said it should be anywhere between 0.5 to two pounds per week. That's healthy. I feel like people, when they don't lose like five to 10 pounds in a week, they feel like, oh, I failed. I stopped. You know, what, what, have you experienced that with people you train? Yeah, I have not, not only experienced it with people I train, but myself in the past, you know, we are so hung up on what the scale says and the numbers. Um, and so what I do with my business, um, so I, I'm writing an, uh, a new book right now. That's actually going to be the next part of the make fitness a priority message, but it's going to be titled, what have you gained by making fitness a priority? Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, and I have a four-step formula that I use to help people kind of ad adjust to life's changes and to, to, so they don't fall off track. Um, but I, I, the acronym game came to me just because of that's how I've always, that's how I've adjusted to, as a trainer of helping people, um, gauge their res results, so to speak, engage their success. 
And so like when I do testimonials, I never do before and after, hardly ever do before and after pictures. Um, or I never have pictures of people's feet on the scale. I hate those two because we're so caught up with just the number on the scale that only that is really, especially when you're starting out is the, is the least measurable, um, thing of success that tells us what, how much we've, uh, improved. Um, but so what, what I do is I, I give a picture was of one of my clients and I just asked him the question, what have you gained by making fitness a priority? And being able to read their responses is incredible, but it, it reminds you of actually probably why you started. And so maybe you have a lot more energy. Now you have, you can move without pain. You, you, you are now an active grandpa when you, when you weren't able to have any energy or, or range of motion to do anything before. Uh, maybe you are not diabetic anymore. You don't have to take blood pressure medicine anymore. I mean, maybe, or maybe you're strong enough to, to, um, walk through, um, uh, a museum or go up to the top of a building with your family that you weren't able to do before. So many way more important uh, things than just what the number on the scale says that's misleading most of the time anyway. And so, but I would challenge anyone that you have a tough time and you're stuck on a scale. I, you know, I was a, a wrestler. I was always someone who had to worry about his weight. I had to cut weight a lot as an athlete several times before. And as a, you know, I, and you know, just like anybody else, I, I care so much about my appearance um, that bugs me how much I care about it sometimes, but so I've definitely been hung up on the number before, but I will tell you a very good habit to get into and help change that narrative in your head is to ask yourself, what have you gained by making fitness a priority or what will you gain if you decide to make fitness a priority? How could your life be different? That's an important question to ask. Yeah. And Chad, that leads right into the next thing. What I was going to ask you was, I feel like fitness, fitness in general, to me, it has so much to do with our own, with our mindset. And you have any tips or tricks for people? Because sometimes I think people get in their own head and it's hard to get out of their head. Any types of exercises or anything you do with your clients to maybe help people with that aspect of it? Yeah, well, one thing, I, whenever I meet a new client, uh, you know, my, my job's really to listen at first, and I want to hear about all their obstacles. I want to hear their fitness history, their exercise history and injuries, all things like that adversity they faced. Uh, but mainly I want to know what their limiting beliefs are before they walk out the door. And I want them to know that they have the power to change their story. And so, and when I say that, I mean that by a couple of different things. At first, I mean the story when at first, probably most importantly, I mean the story we're telling ourselves that we can't do it. You know, and so like as a trainer, we know, we learn right away that most people that come to us, they're coming to us for help with their fitness goals, but they're coming to us after they've tried and failed many times on their own first. And so many people probably, if they're being honest with themselves, don't really believe they can get results. They're thinking, well, I'll, I'll try this for a little while, but it, but it probably won't work because nothing else has, or it may work for a little bit, but I'll fall off track because I always do. And if that's their way of thinking, they won't get results. We have to first change that story in their head because it's a fictional story. Just because you didn't get results in the past doesn't mean you can in the future. The past doesn't have to predict the future, but you, in order for that to be the case, you have to start by believing in yourself. And so one thing I do, especially as an athlete and as just as an entrepreneur or self I mean, everyone, I've always had goals that I've been thriving for. And um, it starts by visual, visualizing success. You have to be able to see that the hard work you're putting in and, and uh, all the sacrifices you're making are going to pay off. 
And so you need to be able to take some time all the time to see that work, uh, that working out. Um, and, and so whether it be, you know, and I help as, as, as a personal trainer, I'm, I'm, it's important for me to be one of those voices that my clients hear that it helps them visualize where this is how you're going to feel when you reach the finish line. This is how you're going to feel when your clothes fit better. This is how you're going to feel when you can move without pain. And you need to be able to do is start to say that to yourself. You need to be able to start to see the success happening. And so one more thing I'll add to that, that's a, is whenever you have a big goal, hopefully most of you who are listening who has a fitness goal, you're some of the lucky ones and you're surrounded by supportive people. It's like a lot of, if you have a supportive spouse at home, or maybe they're on a journey with you, you have friends that are on the journey with you, but many people aren't that lucky. And they may have some people around them that they're not ready to make that same commitment. So their insecurities are going to just basically pop all your balloons. And so you have to find people, you need to be able to celebrate every win you get, but more importantly, you need to celebrate those wins with people who are going to celebrate with you every win, whether it be one pound, or maybe you stuck to your meal plan this week, you stayed active this week, whatever it is, celebrate every win with people who are going to celebrate with you and to stack all those wins on top of each other. And every time you do that, every one of those wins gives you more confidence and you'll be that much harder to defeat um, when, when to go and get stuff. I couldn't agree more. I, my wife and I have both had our most success on our health journey. I'll call it when we've done it together. Yeah. It, it, there's been times in our lives where maybe it was her, maybe it was me and they, they never sustainable. Mm. And I think that last part you just said is the big reason. Uh, you almost feel guilty when you win and somebody else didn't win or they, or they're not having the success that you did. And it almost makes you go back on yourself. So I would just add to what Chad said is for those people really understand, take it from a guy like me, you, you need to make the fitness a priority, make yourself a priority. It's not you're trying to hurt anybody else and look at it another way. Maybe eventually you'll encourage that person to come along and join in. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, I have seen that happen more than often that. So I would encourage you, uh, anyone that, maybe heard this and realized, well, I'm the one that has the spouse at home or the family members at home that are on board. Don't use that as excuse to put fitness off till later. <laughs> you know, don't do, don't do that. Cause that is an easy excuse to do, to, to use. Um, but I instead challenge yourself to be one of those people with their, I'm going to, they're going to change their mind when they start to see me get success. They're going to change their mind when they start to see what I'm gaining for making fitness a priority. And then you're going to be the person that changes their life. You're going to pay it forward by helping them get on board with you. And so don't use it as excuse to put it off, accept the challenge to change their tune about it. So Chad, as we start to wrap up here, I'd like to do this. I want to give you a chance to speak to the audience from a perspective of thinking it's somebody who's coming to you for advice to potentially be trained by you. Do you have a couple things that you would lead with to basically tell that person, you know, what can they do right now to get started? Yeah. Um, and so make fitness a priority. That is my website is actually getting a facelift right now. So hopefully when, uh, when this, when you hear this, it's available, but, uh, there's two things I have people answer for themselves whenever they're ready to get started. And so these are, I'll share these with you. Uh, but I have lots of programs that you can jump on and, and join at my website. Um, but there, here's how I have everyone that comes to work with me answer first. The first one is how does fitness fit in my life right now? And the second one is how much accountability do I need right now? 
So, and both of these are very important questions uh, before you get started. Um, but there are also questions that are going to change um, as you as your life goes. My my answers to these questions both change probably at least twice a year. Um, and there's no wrong answer. The only way you get this wrong is if you are not honest with yourself. So, how does fitness fit in my life right now? And the way you answer this question, you look at your work schedule, you look at your your family schedule, and all the commitments you have with your family, and then any passion projects. And then you take a look at how busy you are and what's already committed to, and then say, where does fitness fit in my life right now? And so, just being honest with yourself, where does it fit? Um, and then the second part, how much accountability do I need right now? That's another thing that just changes throughout the course of the year. I have a personal trainer. Uh, and so I've had my own personal trainer for 10 years and I, I hope I have one for the rest of my life. Cause it, it's just, it's such a blessing to have for, for myself, but I'll say there are times throughout the course of the year where I don't have as much motivation and I'll be honest, I need my trainer standing next to me for every workout, tell me what to do, or I won't do it. Uh, it's because I just don't have the motivation. And there are other times throughout the course of the year where I'm really in a workout zone. I'm feeling strong. I have lots of energy and I'm excited. I just can't wait for my next workout. And when I'm there, I don't need her as much as I do the other times because I can hold myself accountable. And so it's just answering those two questions. Where does, how does fitness fit in my life right now? And then how much accountability do I need to be successful? It just, and uh, every time you ask those questions that your answer may change, but being honest with yourself, that's how you figure out what's best for you to do and get started. Yeah, thanks for that. And finally, what I want to really end with is I want you to have a chance to like plug your books. Uh, you talked a little bit about your, a, a couple of the books that you have out, the upcoming book, uh, your website, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so beatyourexcuses.com. You can go there and you can get a, a copy of my first book, Make Fitness a Priority, How to Win the Fight Against Your Excuses. That's a good guidebook to get started with. Uh, but all my books, I have three books right now. Uh, they can all be found on Amazon under Make Fitness a Priority. And my website, Make Fitness a Priority, um, that is where you can find me. The, any, any other thing you wanted to work with, if you just wanted a strategy session or if you just, I have a lot of inspiring content I try to post regularly on there, but that's where I can be found. Um, and I, I, I love helping people and that's why I do all these shows. And so if you, um, want some more than just the interview, then, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Uh, it won't be long and you'll hear back from me. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, you did not disappoint my friend. I was so looking forward to this. I, we had to reschedule this. I'm so glad we did. We were able to get on, uh, on the schedule here because this is exactly what I was hoping for today. So thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Please check out Chad Austin. A lot of great information. And make fitness a priority. You'll, you'll not regret it. Thanks, everyone. Bye. This has been The Bare Essentials. Thanks for listening. And remember, never hibernate on your goals.